0: 99 a month. Terms apply. Wall Street today. The Dow up 346. The Nasdaq climbed 51. The S&P up 23 points on the day. The news brought to you by LifeLock. LifeLock Identity Theft Protection has added Norton Security to help protect you against cyber criminals, protection for your identity and devices. Go to LifeLock.com, enter promo code RISK for an extra 10% off the low starting price of seven ninety nine dollars a month. Terms apply. Next news, 7 o'clock. Breaking news at once. Starger David Len Berman and Michael Riedel in the morning, 6 to 10 tomorrow morning. I'm Jeff McKinney, 710 WOR and NBC News Radio Station. We are at now 67 degrees. It's 6.06.
1: Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Is it rock bottom yet, Sal? Have we hit rock bottom? Are we there yet? With the Yankees (laughs) lurking? What, are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) One thing I've learned, and Mickey has learned too, but he's learned the hard way, it can always get worse.
1: And it has... The worst team in baseball just walked into city field and allowed three runs in eight or one run, I should say, in 18 innings, swept the series by scoring three of their own. That was enough for the Baltimore Orioles to knock off the Mets today. As, uh, we welcome you in here to the sports zone. Pete McCarthy with Sal Licata for the next three hours, 800-321-0710. The number to get involved again, 800-321-0710. We'll have your chance to win Mets tickets a little bit later on in the show. Uh, uh-huh, but, Uh, as far as the Mets go, it has just been a a perfect storm of awful. Uh, For, what, the first month and a half, the starting pitching didn't live up to expectations. They've come around over the last three weeks, and the bullpen crushed them for a while. That was on a road trip where the Mets averaged five runs per game over the course of eight games. They come back home, and they have played six games at home now and scored a total of seven runs yeah, they,
0: they can't win at home I mean, maybe they should move the fences in again at City Field
1: they I, can't I, win period no matter what is going right for this team they only have one part of it going right at a time and then everything else falls apart <laughs> and it's been all different parts at, at different times if you move the
0: fences in like softball style Frazier have a couple of home runs today the pop-up machine that he's been since he's returned here in the
1: couple of games well the whole team's a pop-up yeah, no, machine I know, they, Jay Bruce every time up it's a soft fly ball Mickey Calloway after the game is complimenting him for hitting a warning track fly ball uh, well, in the but, ninth inning today. By the
0: way, what is Mickey Calloway talking about after the game? They expected... Mickey Calloway is way in over his head here. and It's a big-time problem. It has been... They missed Terry Collins. The way that this team has is built with the, you know, being in this city, and I like the hiring. I thought it was going to be a good hire. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a plus. It's been a major negative. He's cost them games here, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. One day they're not having a meeting. The next day they're having a meeting. God, You know what? Guys are really... Really ticked off. Guys are ticked off. It's table flipping time. I want to see you be ticked off. Your team's getting embarrassed. They're getting their teeth kicked in every single night out there. At home, no less. They can't score a run. They can't get a hit. I mean, we're not talking about scoring runs. We're talking about singular scoring a oh, run. They can't do it. Everybody should be ticked off. What are you kidding me? And he goes out there and is talking about, well, we need to do the little things, right? No, it's not the little things. It's all the things. Uh,
1: last night. They want to play small ball now. You're just grabbing at straws. So this is what he said last night about playing some small ball, dropping down some bunts like Brandon Nimmo did at a spot last night. And the only reason Nimmo need, reached is because there was a throwing error on the play. But that has consequences. So the consequence today Correct. is that one of their – Better scoring opportunities. At the very least, they got the leadoff man on in the top of the order as Struble Cabrera's up. He's been their best hitter over the course of this season. And Cabrera's dropping down a bunt. Even if he gets Nimmo to second base, you have a man on in scoring position, one out. So you need a base hit to score the run, right? Michael Conforto, Todd Frazier up. They're hitting 230. Is that really the best odds on play in that situation to bunt? And then the bunt's. Obviously popped up as Dribble Cabrera, not accustomed to bunting all the time. And it's a double play, and the whole rally's over. That's not who this team is. They it's, can't play it's it in that stu- way. It's a
0: stupid play, and they got uh. what they deserved. And I don't care that Calo, that Cabrera could say, well, you know what? It was my thing. You're exactly right. That comes from the manager himself talking about we need to put play small ball and do the little things. Nonsense. Is Drupal Cabrera's the only guy who's hit all year long. You know what i tell him if I'm the manager there? Go drive the you-know-what run in. Enough. Drive the run in. Don't lay down a bunt. Drive the
1: run in. This was strange after the game too. When Mickey Callaway was asked about who put the bunt play on, was that called from the dugout or did it's Jubal Cabrera do it on his own?
0: Yeah, I think right idea. You know, he was trying to make sure he got a runner in scoring position and maybe surprise him and also get on base what? himself, like he did. I don't know about five or six games ago. Um, right idea. Just the ball just stayed up just enough for the for the pitcher to come in and scoop it.
1: So is that a
0: call from the dugout or is that his call right there? No, we, we were just trying to make sure we got a runner in scoring position. Right, but so you guys put the bunt on, or did did Cabrera have the? Yeah, we, so out? everybody you know has the uh, the choice of hey, you know I'm going to get him over some way, and and you know we <laughs> felt like that was a good situation for him to bunt him over right there.
1: So three times, uh, the manager is asked a very simple, strategical question in this spot and provides no answer. As Jouba Cabrera eventually said, he did it on his own. Now, I remember this game last year where Cabrera did it on his own as well. That would have been my guess in this spot. But... <sighs> Why can't you say that? Do you think you're throwing the player under the bus? Is that what he's afraid of? Here's the problem. He's thinking
0: too much and they're all thinking too much instead of just doing what they're supposed to be doing. Go out there and manage a baseball game. Shouldn't be that difficult. First time or not, New York City or not, go manage a baseball game. He has no confidence in himself anymore. He's starting to question himself and as opposed to staying coarse as he was earlier in the year, now he could say one thing and do another almost immediately. And if you think, and I'm I agree with you. It was probably as Drupal Cabrera on his own, but don't you think that that comes from Mickey Calloway talking about doing that exact thing last yes. night when yes. he
1: shouldn't? Yes, it comes from as Drupal Cabrera Here's the message from last night, activates it today on his own, but what the manager said last night could tie directly to that, and that's a mistake. You can't be bunting in that situation when you don't have high batting average hitters in your lineup. You have a better chance of... Getting the double and driving the guy in from first and you do bunting him the first uh, to second and then thinking that there's a 300 hitter sitting behind there. That's not the case right now with what they're getting from Conforto and Ed Frazier over the course of the season. I know he's only been back a couple of days, but these aren't guys that hit for a high average, so it doesn't make sense to be giving up outs in that spot and at all. That's not how they're built, and no. Bruce said it last night, and he was refreshingly honest in
0: that postgame last night. Yeah, Talk about how there was a blueprint for this team. We can't get away from that. We just Let's stick to the point. Mickey Calloway needs to understand that, too. He's panicking right now. They all, they're all thinking just do what you're supposed to do. It's as simple as that. Stay the course. You'll get healthier and have guys Guys that go out there that have proven they could produce at the Major League level, go out there and produce. I mean, Pete, it is honestly almost impossible to be as inept as they have been offensively at the Major League level. It is.
1: Seven runs in six games. I thought today was a must win. And I don't, I'm not a guy who says must win all the time. I mean, I understand. I'm I'm on here, you know, 162 games a year. But you play against the Baltimore Orioles, the worst team, after, it's been a tough schedule the last few weeks. And... They struggled at the end of it, getting swept by the Cubs. It's a tough schedule coming up. They get the Yankees. They get the Braves on the road. they got to go out west to Arizona and Colorado. Yeah. This was your oasis within all of that. This was your chance to pick up a couple of games. You get a couple of days off, and you lose both games at home to the worst team in all of Major League Baseball. How do you come back happen. from that? It's, un- a- it's unacceptable. seven. They're eight games
0: back right now in the division. It's unacceptable. It's it is outside to win today. Look, outside of a sweep against the Yankees, it's not getting turned around. It, it is, and obviously we all, all don't think that that's going to happen. I don't
1: even know if that's a turnaround. I think that's uh, you know just something to feel good about in in, in a short period. Well, if They, they were sweep, to go out and sweep the Yankees. Yeah, everybody get excited. But it's a twofold. They, now they have to play good baseball for three weeks here, Sal. They can't play. They can't have one good weekend and everybody feels good again. They have to do it consistently for a long period of time, longer than they did the first two weeks of the year. No, I get that, but it would have been bad enough to split with the Oral. Orioles, so to get swept by the Orioles,
0: the only way to to make up for it is you sweep the Yankees, you get some good feeling from the fans at the very least, and you hope to go out on the road and start winning some ball games. they got a
1: lot more to make up for than just one series. I I understand that,
0: but it's got to start somewhere, And, and again... I'm talking about, listen to what I'm saying, sweep the Yankees. Does anybody think that that's really going to happen? I mean, they're lucky if they don't get tattooed by double digits every night. The, the Mets can't score a run. The Yankees score hundreds of runs. I mean, Yankees score 10 runs a game. The Mets can't get a hit. I mean, Mets don't get a hit until the fifth inning. They don't get a hit until the fifth inning of these games. It is So they're not sweeping the Yankees, and I'm just saying outside of that,
1: outside of them sweeping the Yankees, I don't see how it gets turned around. The Mets have 11 hits in their last three games. How, it, it's a shame. Seriously, How do you start eleven and one, and within two months, this is your situation. You're five games under five hundred, eight games out of first place, and, and they're about seven games out of the second wild card spot. And top of it all, and it's not Yoenis Hespidus It's not because of his
0: absence. He's not going to be the savior. He was here earlier in the year, and they still weren't hitting. He's not one guy could come back and all of a sudden could he take some pressure off? Sure, but we've seen Cespedes struggle too at times. Not like he's going to come back and all of a sudden the offense is going to score six runs a game. I mean nobody. Michael Conforto not hitting. Jay Bruce. Not I mean, nobody. They're not hitting. You've seen it, you've watched them. The minor league guys that they got up here, the you know, the eight twenty-fifth men that they have on the roster, not hitting. They're just not doing anything. And when they actually do have some runs, Callaway either mishandles the bullpen, Mm -hmm. guys aren't available, the bullpen gives it up, familiar's been terrible. I mean, it's one thing after another.
1: You've been Bullish on this team from before the season to even a couple weeks ago, right? You felt that this team was about to get things going. Is that confidence evaporated for you? Not that they were about to get things going, that
0: they would eventually get things going, right? And then they sweep the Diamondbacks and they have the Marlins lurking and they can't even beat the Marlins in a series. Yeah. And then they return home, and I figure, okay, they're ravaged. They're not as good as the Cubs, but win a game or two. One thing to you know, lose three of four, but they do it in dramatic fashion. They get swept. Same thing with the Orioles. Bad enough to split the series, and they did this earlier in the year too. Bad enough to split these series or lose two out of three. They can't even do that. They get swept. And Monday I came on, and when everybody else is ready to bury the team, I said, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give them the next five games. Figuring the Orioles are awful. They're getting guys back. They should be healthier. Let's see what they do these five games. And then they get to those two in a row to the Orioles, and they still can't score. So I think by Monday, if this team does not win three against the Yankees, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. And it, Pete, it's to a point where so it's not just ugly. This is now territory where you start to question It's big picture. Correct. You start to question everything. There's yeah. not just like, okay, a couple weeks or a month or a trade it's here. It's not or there. even a season, right? It's
1: not even, hey, you no. throw away the season. It's you have to look at what they've been trying to build over the years is to build something sustainable. That's been a key word for the Mets. And now what you're watching, what we're seeing, it's hard to see sustainable winning in the near future. And that's where the real tough conversations and uh, and all that get into it. And we'll certainly be... Breaking that down tonight, such as Jacob DeGrom, would you consider dealing him? I mean, these are the kind of questions that the Mets are going to have to wrestle with before the trade deadline a month and a half if they can't get things going. We'll get into it, but I mean, look, we did it all offseason. I'm a little mad at myself
0: for... You know, getting sucked in because they did make so many sign- signings. They went with quantity over quality, but yeah. you and I both knew in the offseason they needed to make some big time acquisitions. They neglected to do that. And unfortunately, even though I still believe that this should be a team that is better than what they've seen, w- what they've shown, it shows you why we didn't love these guys in the first place.
1: 800-321-0710. The number again, 800-321-0710. Uh, we'll have your chance to win Mets tickets a little bit later on in the show. We'll take your phone calls and another fresh Day for the Mets, a one nothing loss, and the hands of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Pete McCarthy Salacata with you. It's the Sports Zone on the Voice of New York, seven ten W O R. We're back in the W O R Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Lakata. I Mets a one nothing loss to the Baltimore Orioles, and it is uh, it's just moving in the wrong direction, obviously. And I think of late. You could point to every aspect of the organization, right? From ownership to the general manager to the manager and to the players. And, and this is part of what we do. And we're breaking down the team and things are going poorly. And we've done this in 2015 when they were terrible in May and June. And it was Mayberry and Campbell in the middle of the lineup. and We're, we're experiencing this. As <laughs> we did it last year when Unfortunately. Uh, everybody was on the disabled list uh, on this team. And, and this is, you know, part of, of the. The process and trying to figure out what the heck is wrong. But right now, I think it's a lower point than any point in Mets' recent history. Is that too long in this decade, let's say, for the Mets? Because, you know, Sandy Alderson comes in 2011, there's a plan in place, and it's going to be down the line. And you see, you know, Matt Harvey pops up and Wheeler pops up, and eventually DeGrom and Syndergaard, and you start seeing uh, the talent that was within you get to a world series and up here it comes here are the glory days and even if you thought all right it might not be likely that all the pitching is going to be healthy for a long period of time if they ever are boy this team could really pop it's just get into the playoffs and see where your pitching could go now though it's cinder garden to grom you can hope that Wheeler and Mats are coming around, but they're never going to be top of the rotation kind of pitchers like some of the hopes were when they first came up. And this offense has gone through doldrums like this far too often over the years to think that you know this is just a slump that's going to go away. The philosophy—it's it's is... constantly at home. And yes, it's philosophy. It's big picture. The way that you build a team with the Mets, how the team was built, the fact that they did it around pitching first, and you look at the best teams around baseball. You don't see a bunch of young pitching on those teams. You see a bunch of young hitting on the best teams around baseball. Uh, but I I just, it feels like the Mets are at a point where they got to do some serious soul searching as to who they want to be and what kind of team they want to be, not just, you know, for this season, but for the distant future, and they got to make that adjustment I, I now. I don't. I don't think they built it around
0: pitching purposely. I think that that was their strength at the time, and it panned out that way. Well, and, they
1: could have dealt a pitcher. Well, if that's they that's felt a huge that mistake. They and, to.
0: and to your point, this is the worst that it's been in years, right? Under this regime here, we were dealt the. 2011, 12, 13, and 14 evaluation mode years where you were suffering through those years of ineptitude and lack of spending and all that mm-hmm. stuff with the window coming in 15 and 16 and 17 and 18. And to be
1: fair, there hadn't been a, a long rebuild process for the Mets in the years since, right? It had been about 20 years since the previous rebuilds. So I think the well, well, give me, fans can i handle what?
0: it. Uh, I'll start, let's start with the... After the worst team money can buy, it was years of you know the yeah. strike and all that stuff until Piazza. That was Piazza. the last
1: real rebuild that they had. They built up to the Piazza. Piazza. They had c- some lousy teams, but with some veterans, where there was some hope going well, into. Well, remember the year for some even of those years. Uh, right, even right,
0: two thousand two was supposed to be a big year. Same thing, you know, they, they went out and spent. They just it was yeah. turned out to be awful. Alomar and Mulvan. 05
1: was a quick rebuild, and they they brought in Pedro and Carlos Belchon. which was great. And, and, and they had a sustained run of success, even if you had the collapses at the they end. They were still good, but the, right, the collapse in 07-08
0: yeah. killed them. Yeah. Then you open City Field and it's been downhill since, essentially. Yeah. And-
1: but they, you know, it's downhill nine and ten, and it feels like we're more at nine and ten than than anywhere else. Like there's another rebuild that has to happen. I can't, I can't go through another five year rebuild like they just did earlier this decade. To me, they gotta find a way, and they have to take a step back. I think they're going to have to, unless they can get this thing in order. ASAP, uh, but they're going to have to take a step back and and look a couple of years ahead. Maybe you could go you know, from '04 4 to what they did in 5 and, and try to build it back up like they did in 6 but it's got to be something relatively quick, and things have to change, and, and it seems like you, you hit on the word philosophy. Offensively, this philosophy just is not working right now. All you see is soft pop-ups left and right. Play, uh, the
0: the whole idea of player development and all that stuff through the minors, this was supposed to happen when they hired Sandy Alderson yeah. and his regime in 2011. Right? It was 11, you said? The yes. Year? I forget. And well, there,
1: it was probably the end of, two, or the 10, end of 2010, yeah, right, but it was okay. the 2011
0: season. Right, so it was supposed to be building from the ground up, and I understand that having the AAA team in Vegas hurts, and that's going to change soon, so I'm sure that will help, but Really, from the ground up, they were supposed to build a minor league system and develop players at the major league level and then add to that via free agency or whatever, and they haven't done it. Okay, They didn't sign any free agents, and then you get to this year, and they signed some free agents, but it was not the ones that you want, the marquee guys. Yeah, they made the trade for Cespedes, and so we saw how that turned out. Two straight playoff appearances. They extend him. It hasn't worked out maybe the way that you you would have hoped, but at least they spent there. They needed to add to that this year, and they they so they didn't develop anybody young in the system right? with these players, whether it's Dom Smith or even Nimmo, who's been serviceable, but not what he should be. Ploeki Rosario, the same thing. These guys aren't major league ready to contribute right now, and then they don't sign the right player in the season, and that has to change it's as simple as that one or the other has to happen usually you need a combination of both mm-hmm. a la the Yankees and they haven't had one or the other and I can't it's not it can't happen it, it, there's no more strip it down, rebuild like the Astros. That is not happening here. It is now you add, as far as I'm concerned, you add to what you have. You trim the fat. You get rid of the useless players that you have here. Change philosophy, yes, because whatever their idea is of offense is not working. And bring some good players in here. Score some runs. It's pretty simple.
1: Right, let's grab a, a couple of calls. 800-321-0710. Gary in Newark starts us off tonight. What's happening, Gary. How you doing? You know, I, I called in a little while ago, and just listening to your conversation has really depressed me more than I can say. Uh, Mets fan for fifty
0: five years, and you're right. This is the worst. This is the worst I've ever seen. And I believe I don't know about that, not, Gary. It's not the worst no, you've uh, ever no, seen. No, no. You, well, the worst in recent memory. But I will say this: it's a young man's game. and I think Sally, Sandy Alderson has really passed this past his time, and Omar Minaya is certainly not the answer either. The the owners are the owners we have. We just need it. We just need some new clear, modern thinking at the top and the way the team is built and the way, the way they're going about it because uh, the Mets suck all the talent out of talented players. It just seems like it doesn't ever happen for the guys that they sell to us.
1: Uh, and and it's, it's, been a long, <laughs> it's been a long season here. And, uh, you know, is it... Do you have to just clean house with, with what's happening here? Is it a philosophy that can change... I'll say this, month. If they have to take a step back, and this is what I've been saying the last couple of weeks, I-, I want the GM that makes the first moves to improve, let's say 2021 becomes the new target date for the Mets to be a true competitor. Then I want the GM who's going to be the GM... That point for the, you know, three years in advance, starting the process now. You don't want the current regime making those decisions. Well, it it better be someone who's going to be around to see the end of it because I think Sandy has a different philosophy than what you see around some of the other baseball franchises. I know they don't vary much anymore, but I mean, the perfect Sandy player, if you're thinking of the perfect Sandy Alderson player in your head, is it not Jay Bruce? Right. Is there another, Brandon Nimmo, maybe, if you want to be um, you know, kinder about it, about what's it, happening, it's, it's, but it's, it's about home runs. Too much with the stats. Power. The and you're giving up defense. You're giving up in, in some other areas. And, and that's just not working right now. The home run around the game is down from last year, and it's been down significantly for these Mets. So, uh, you know, that would be my take on it. it, it if somebody's going to You know, come in and make these decisions. Should you keep DeGrom? Should you trade him? Should you keep Cindergaard? Should you trade him? And you're not giving him up for nothing. You're giving them up for big time position player prospects. It has to be the perfect kind of trade. You can't mess it up. Uh, so that's, these are the kind of decisions that the Mets have to make at a macro level, a big time level, rather than it just being, well, how do you retool for next year? Because this is where we were a year ago. You have a second straight season like this with a different kind of failure. You got to make big decisions as to what. Not yet, though. They don't have to do that yet. At the end of the year. No, no, no. At the end of the year, I'm not doing anything to trade that line. You got
0: to. What are you kidding me? You got to be nuts if you trade Syndergaard and Degrom, especially to your point. Why would you do that with the current regime in place? They sit back and let this season play out. It is still early June. I know fans want to flip out. Look, I want to flip out. I have flipped out at times. It's still early June. June. Let's see how. exactly let's see how it plays out at the end of the year if it is as bad as it has been over the last seven weeks then major decisions and changes need to be made because philosophically and i'm i'm mad at myself for trying to evolve and trying to understand the way the game has gone and all these stats and numbers it's flat out wrong wrong i want baseball guys bringing in baseball players with a manager who actually knows how to play the baseball game that's what i want i want old school you're gonna call me nuts for wanting Wally Backman or Buck Showalter type guys. That's what I want. It's what I've always wanted, and I'm sticking to that. Nothing will ever deter me again because I got sucked into this, and it's not, it's not working now. In their defense, it did work surprisingly so in 2015, and I think that that was. More aberration than not. And Mm -hmm. they did make the postseason again in an injury-ravage year in 2016. You can't take that away. Back-to-back postseason appearances for the second time in the history of the franchise. But that wasn't the plan to only be good for two years. Correct. And that is the point, is that that seems to be more luck, more an aberration than more consistent
1: winning like we've expected to see. I'm guessing that's the first time Wally Backman and Buck Showalter have been put back to back <laughs> besides being similar in age. Well, yeah. those are two
0: that might be out there, Pete. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, 800-321-0710 uh, the number. We'll take some more of your calls coming up. No homers for the Mets today, as you might imagine in the one nothing loss, but for every home run they do hit, a donation is made to an undergraduate student at Caldwell University. Let like Caldwell University help you discover you. Visit caldwell.edu to learn more. Pete McCarthy, Salika in the Sports Zone on the Voice of New York, seven ten W O R. Now more of the W O R
0: Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata.
1: Let me say, we take some calls here, Mister. Yeah, Licata. I'm ready. Let's buzz through them. I'm uh, sure they're going to be happy Mets fans. Right? Oh, the, the, I haven't had a happy call in about a month and a half. Can we? <laughs> let, let me say this: I, I don't even care if you believe it or not. If, if we to get one, you got to believe call. If we get one real good, like sell me on. The old school Mets, you gotta believe, even if you don't yourself at this very moment, that would just, it would make me feel a little better inside. Could you use one of those, Sal? No. Could you, no? no? Am I I'm the only one? Yeah, I mean, it, come on. Do you really believe that anybody believes that? I just, I want to feel like somebody does. That somebody is still out there with that, you know, great Mets historical optimi- optimism. I doubt it. I tried to remain as patient and as optimistic as I could, but it. it come, I mean, on. come on, you're not captain optimism. Come on, here. you're watching this. You were
0: this year for a little while, but it's it's not your nature. I was thinking about it today driving in. Only like three or four of the things that I would have expected uh, to happen with this team have actually happened. I mean, Gazelleman, Lugo, DeGrom, and Cabrera, who's actually exceeded expectations. Outside of that, everything else has been. I mean, Gonzalez, too, has been ex- what you expect. Everybody else has been a major disappointment. Say Nemo? Yeah, but even he's <laughs> uh, Nimmo's even he's, been fantastic. He's been good, but he wasn't really I mean, you thought he would contribute on some level. It's not like he's been come on. I mean Nimmo's gotta play every day with how he's going. I don't know why you're he's souring
1: a, on Brandon Nimmo. Because I
0: don't know if he's an everyday player. I think on a good team is a fourth outfielder.
1: Well he's gotta prove that he can sustain what he's doing, but right. his level of play to this point in the season is absolutely he's a, he's a that lousy, of an everyday outfielder. Lousy fielder. He's not a lousy uh, he's fielder. He's a lousy fielder.
0: What? Lousy. Brandon Nimmo? Yeah. Lousy fielder. He, he's been solid out there. I, I don't think he's know a, what you're seeing. I think he's a bad fielder. What? Uh, he's got, he's got, come on, he's got no speed. He can't get to any balls no out there. No speed. He has yeah, he good looks, speed. You know what he looks like in the outfield? He looks like a um, an actor who's playing baseball in a movie. Oh, come a on. baseball player actor. I'm
1: serious. I don't see that at like, all. I don't movie, know what you're watching. He'd be with that. cast in the movie 61. I don't think. You think he's a good defensive outfielder? I don't think he's a solid defensive outfielder. I think he's probably a league average outfielder who looks like a Gold Glover because he's in that Mets outfield. But he is a, he's a good defender. He's solid. Yeah, I don't think. And by the way, offensively, he can play three positions out there too. Offensively, because nobody else in the Mets can
0: get on base, he, he looks like he wants to retire his good. number. His he's, numbers are good. They're his on base percentage okay. is up amongst the league. I'll leaders. give you an example. Who would you rather have Brandon Nimmo or Aaron Hicks?
1: Brandon Nimmo or Aaron Hicks.
0: Correct. And you can look up his numbers during the break or whatever. But to me, like, Aaron Hicks goes under the radar and Yankee fans are so sick of him. The right. guy is an impactful player. Yeah, he plays back sixth and seventh for them. Excellent defense. Nice he hits with some power, a switch. I he's mean, got a great arm. I know that much about him. Right. So, and, and, but, but, so we, I'm not, you know, whatever. I know Nimmo's younger and he's a different type player, yeah. but people overlook Aaron Hicks and then they raise up Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo couldn't crack the Yankees roster. I mean, that's, and there's a lot of guys you could say that. So the Met fan, I think, values their players more than they would be valued around the league.
1: nimo has got to do it for longer than this month-and-a-half stretch where he's been good for me to put him over Aaron Hicks, who's been in the league right. for five years now. But I'd feel pretty comfortable taking Brandon Nimmo over Aaron Hicks.
0: Overall, to your point, yes, Nimo has done a nice job this year.
1: We got it out of you, Ray in Waterbury. What's up, Ray? Hi, guys. What's up, Ray? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you
0: what, if the Yankees murdered a Mets this weekend, this is going to turn into a Ben McAdoo thing with uh, Callaway. He won't be able to handle those
1: press conferences. It, it he, You know, he's kind of like, nothing's wrong here. You know that uh, meme you see on the Internet all the time, the dog sitting in the room as it's yeah. on fire just <laughs> sipping on coffee, like everything's okay? That It's kind of like Mickey Callaway where he'll tell you, everything's just fine, nobody's panicking, finally today, yeah, guys are pissed off. But
0: there's but no him?
1: rise of the voice. There's there's nothing from him. He wants to give the illusion that everything's fine, and outwardly it is, but you got to think that inwardly. He
0: we no see right through it. What's happening I, think, right now. I think in the beginning, when they first started this, I think he was calm on the inside. Now I think I see right through and I see a guy who doesn't know what to say, what to do. He is feeling the pressure. He's on his heels. He's not confident and comfortable in what he's doing. He's learning as we go here. He's nervous, all of the above. And I think he's talking – both sides uh, of his mouth. I
1: he, mean, he is doing that. We have seen and heard he'll say one thing and do another. Uh, he will react, I think, to reactions and how he has utilized the bullpen at different times, right? Jeris Familia was the closer, certified closer, traditional role mm-hmm. until he blew the game against the Miami Marlins. And and we're all critiquing. I thought he did the right thing that night, but. Agreed. Uh, you know, everybody points to it and says, hey, Maybe Familia shouldn't be that guy, and you should go back to using him in the non-traditional role you talked about in the offseason. Well, what happens the next time out? He starts using Familia in a non-traditional role. Did it today. Brought the closer in the eighth inning in a tie game at home. I don't dislike the move. I like the move, but it is <laughs> a reaction, Correct. I, I think, that we've seen from Callaway to you know some of the the outward pressures. He's, he's thinking too much. And, and that's a tough spot to be in because you're going to get a lot of that here. Maybe he's not allowed by his bosses
0: to be as comfortable as he would like. Because, any first of all, you don't get that job if you're not confident and comfortable in yourself and stick to your beliefs, okay? And he stuck to his beliefs as long as he could, and then all of a sudden the outside pressure, whether it's the media, whether it's the fans, whether it's somebody in the organization Mm -hmm. above him telling him this is the wrong thing, they've come out and criticized him openly. I mean, it's been out there that they're saying, yeah, we understand he's wet behind the ears, he's made some rookie mistakes. He
1: is... As a man, tactically, oh, no, no yeah. he is learning on the job. And you see that time and again with these double but, switches. And,
0: but if he just stuck to his plan, right? Sometimes they'd be wrong, sometimes they'd be right. So now he's trying to divert from that plan. But you have a
1: philosophy
0: and you're sticking to it. Correct. Yeah. So now when you get away from that yeah. and you try to hit one and, and hit the other, now you end up missing he's that all one. all over. Correct. So and nobody you, has a role on exactly, the team. Exactly. Yeah. And you're missing all of it. And that's the problem. He just needs to stop thinking too much forget about what anybody else is saying, stick to what he believes in,
1: and go with that plan. I still think Mickey Calloway can be a good manager. Uh, agreed, but the problem is... that is a hot take today? I I, mean, I, no. I still think that he could get it done. I know this is a win-now team, and you hired a career American leaguer who's been a pitching coach in the past, and you're expecting him with a career American league bench coach to figure out all of these things, and there have been times where they haven't gotten it right, most notably the lineup malfunction there in Cincinnati. Yeah. But I I think that you can learn those things in long term. He can be good for the organization and the culture that he wants to set and such, but he needs to survive this part of it and you know, calls you know, saying Ben McAdoo, that's that's your worst nightmare to have the nice start and then Everything comes down like a house of cards after
0: I think it says more about today 's baseball structure where the front office devalues the manager, and they just think that any person who knows the game somewhat some don 't even i mean analytics, whatever you get guys in manager uh, in managers uniforms in their first year that shouldn 't be in the dugout, and the devaluing of baseball managers is at the forefront when you watch a guy in his first year in New York. I do think Callaway has the potential to be a great manager. I said it. I like the hire. Mm -hmm. I think he could be a great manager. Eventually, the problem is in New York, with a veteran team, a win-now team, is it the best fit to have, looking back on it, hindsight, is it the best fit to have a first-year manager? And Callaway has shown it to be the case
1: that probably not. Yeah. There's a learning curve to that job right, and in but, a lot of different ways, not only tactically and you know, when you're going to double switch, how you're going to use your bullpen, but in the messages that you put out. Dealing he with said, the media, yeah. When he said on Sunday that the pressure on this team, you know, if they were oh in God. Cleveland, it would be different. You can't say that. You can't say you can't say You're in New York. The team across the river All right. is 20 games over 500. It's so hard to win in New York.
0: Yet The Yankees <laughs> can't lose a game, but
1: it's this town this is really went, tough to play. This team went to a World Series three years ago. It can't be New York the reason that everything's going wrong. And things were just as bad in 2015 as they have been this week. Maybe in this moment it's a little worse. But compared to this weekend, and the team was able to come back. You can't put it. On the city, on where you are. And that's just a, a rookie mistake of not knowing where you are and being new to this city. And I think we react differently to that than some other cities. And it, sh- it look, shouldn't right? happen. It shouldn't happen with a manager.
0: But a first year manager, that is what happens. And you're seeing yeah. it. And, and by the way, not only are you seeing a manager learning at the big league level in games that matter. You've seen it time and time again over the last few years, players learning at the big league level. Yeah. That should not happen, Pete. They should learn in the minor leagues and be ready to play at the major league level when they get here. You're going to have some rookie mistakes occasionally from everybody, but you should be ready to go when you're here, not learning on the job.
1: Well, It's the other unfortunate part. Unfortunately, when you look big picture and why we were talking about the front office last segment, not only is the big league team Frustrating to watch these days, but they don't have many big prospects down on the farm, and especially not in the upper levels. It is Pete Alonzo and maybe a couple of guys that could contribute for a short period of time, but not true major leaguers. There's no one coming from the minors to save this season. There's not a guy they're adding to the lineup next season that you could point to beyond Alonzo. So if your minor league system for the next two years is going to produce one impact major leaguer, You got a lot of holes to fill, and to do it through free agency, as we saw this past offseason, it's hard to do. You can fill one spot with a Harper or Machado hard to do when and Machado and you, be in a great spot. When you, you can't don't sign fill right five or six spots through free agency. Hard hard
0: to do when you don't sign the right guys. I mean, no, I never liked Todd Frazier. I hated the Jason Vargas signing. Um, you know, Reyes at $2 million was a joke. We knew that. Jay Bruce, okay, was a good value at the time, but we knew what he was. He's not the guy. I wanted Hosmer, Mustakis. We talked about those type of guys. Jonathan Lucroy. I mean, we wanted impact players to be signed here. They didn't do that. They went quantity over quality, and it's showing.
1: By the way, I, I didn't get my you got to believe call. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. Nobody helped me out. Even looking at the screen of the well, I feel like I we're depressing people. That guy said, you know, the, the first half hour depressed them. I don't want to depress people. It's sports talk here. I just, Who said it's depressing? I mean, watching the team has been depressing. Well, I know,
0: I know. I think that's the reality of it. It actually hasn't even been depressing. It's got to be some fun we can have with this, right? It, it's been frustrating. That's the problem.
1: Right, we're going to find a way to make this fun.
0: You sure? Good luck. Good luck. You got what? Five minute break coming up. Let's
1: whistle past the graveyard. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. The Yankees number. are coming in, Pete. That's uh, the good news. Three games, Subway Series with the Yankees. Sports Zone, Pete McCarthy, Salicata on the Voice of New York, seven ten W O R.